Adoles Garcia just hit one of the most cathartic walk-off home runs in recent Rangers history. Is this what it takes to get the Rangers off their skid? We're going to talk about all that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Monday, September 4th. Your Rangers are 76 and 60, holding that second wildcard spot and sitting one game behind those stinking Seattle Mariners and in second place in the AL West in a virtual tie with those stinking Houston Astros. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, Adolis Garcia hit just the most incredible walk-off home run, the most unexpected walk-off home run, and the most needed walk-off home run the Rangers have had in gosh, it feels like forever. This team was losing three straight games, had lost three straight games, was in jeopardy of being swept at home for just the second time this season. They had blown multiple leads because, of course, the bullpen we'll get to later on, which, again, I don't really have much more to say on this stinking bullpen, but I have so many words to say about Adolis Garcia. I was frustrated, incredibly frustrated with Adolis Garcia. He had four strikeouts in this game, did have a homer in Saturday night's game, but it just felt like he had been, you know, really kind of lost at the plate, missing fastballs, missing breaking stuff, expanding the zone, not walking. Like, just it had been a really rough way for him. The last 15 games, he's hitting 164, 215 on base, and slugging just 377. That is even including four home runs. In the last seven, he's hitting just 154 with it on base of 267. And he's got 11 strikeouts in 26 at-bats over that span. And it has just been really rough go of it for Dolores Garcia. I was talking about this is time to move him out of the cleanup role. I mean, Mitch Garver had an incredible game. And at that point, Dolores Garcia was over four with four strikes. And it's like, yeah, it's time. Put Dolores down. I know he down further in the order. I, I know that he is still Mr. Clutch. He is the guy who has come through for the Rangers in big spots all year, leads this team in home runs, leads this team in flexes, in personality, in swagger, in just vibrantness on the baseball diamond like he has for the last three years but it just kind of felt like all right this is just untenable at the moment give him a few days to go send him down further down in the order and I, I still think that might end up be what the rangers do because mitch garver is on such a freaking tear but that home run that he hit i mean i could tell you that it was hit 430 feet i could tell you that it was you know 109 miles an hour off the bat i could tell you it was off of a fastball 96.1 miles an hour in and off the plate off the hands um and he just absolutely crushed it but i cannot tell you how much this meant to adoles garcia only adoles garcia's face and body language can do that for a second when he first hit it the face that he made i thought oh no, he hit that one foul, and he is so pissed that he hit that foul because he hit it really hard, but it is not going to be the walk-off home run that this Rangers team most desperately needs. I tweeted 
before the start of the inning and said, hey, I know it's a little greedy, but I kind of want to walk off home run because the Rangers have only had one of those all year. It was back in the middle of uh, April. It was Jonah Heim, that three-run walk-off shot against the Royals in a game where Jacob deGrom went and pitched, I think it was six or seven innings with like 10 or 12 strikeouts. And the Rangers came back and uh, you know made it a, a close game, and Jonah Heim hit that massive three-run walk-off shot. But the, the look on Adoles Garcia's face, I mean, Kennedy Landry tweeted out that you could see the stress and the tension just leave his body, just slumped his shoulders, just... <sighs> exhale you could see him mouthing words pretty sure he was praying having a conversation with god saying thank you i needed this one real bad and then he tosses the bat beats his chest and just stomps around the bases like he does with that energy with that swagger he's mad at home plate and just absolutely mobbed by his teammates because his teammates knew how badly he needed that home run how badly they needed that home run how badly they just needed something like this to catalog to catalyze them like they just needed something to spark them they had two wins out of three against the Mets which was a solid showing another frustrating loss in that series and two games well earlier on in this series where well one of them the Rangers were just pretty much out of it from the get-go one of the few games during this you know month and a half from heck that the Rangers have not been in it and the bullpen has blown it late Um, but they had another bullpen blowing it late on Saturday where the offense just did not show up um, at all in a great Max Scherzer start. The offense showed up in this one. Maybe that was Friday's game. I'm mixing all of these. I think that was Friday's game that the offense didn't show up and Max Scherzer was taken out after six innings. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but the Rangers just needed this so incredibly badly. Seeing this team celebrate, seeing Corey Seager just like jumping up and down and showing emotion and hugging Adolis after this one, after the walk-off bomb, like it really shows this is the kind of thing that can pull a team together. Yes, this was a miserable weekend. Yes, that one loss to the at the end of the Mets series was frustrating, but this division is still within reach. The Astros are still within reach. They are coming to town for three games in what will probably be some of the most nerve-wracking baseball games I've seen in well over half a decade until the final seven of ten games that the Rangers play against the Mariners at the end of this month, and maybe playoff games if the Rangers end up getting there. But this this is the kind of moment that changes your team. This is the kind of moment that I mean, we've seen the Mariners have some moments like this in their in their streak of just like looking great, looking fantastic. But like with all the things that have gone wrong for this team as of late, having a moment like this where everything goes right for the guy who needed the absolute most, the fulcrum, the anchor of this team, the heart and soul of this team the last three years, last, yeah, yeah, three seasons. He wasn't really the fulcrum in 2020 uh, during that shortened COVID year where he played, I believe, like two games. But still, he has been an integral part of this team and he has been the most fun, most watchable part of this team for most of the last three years during 2021 when the Rangers shipped off Joey Gallo and just cratered into the sunset for the end of that season. Adoles Garcia was there and vibing and giving you something to watch for every day during last season when Corey Seager was kind of disappointing and Marcus Simeon wasn't having the best year. Adoles Garcia was there providing highlights, making defensive plays and having big clutch moments. That was what Adoles Garcia had did then and does now and brings this team moving forward. He is a good freaking player. He is a two-time all-star. He is a certified stud. His batting run value, according to fa- uh, Fangraphs, not Fangraphs, uh, Baseball Savant in their newly updated page, he's in the top 8 percentile of just being a hitter. 
in terms of fielding value, the top 10% of baseball, base running value, the top uh, 30% of baseball is really fun, these new baseball savant sliders that they added in there. Basically, he's a freaking certified stud, and he is a very good player, a very important player to this team. Got his 100th RBI, the first in the American League, two 100 RBIs in the most dramatic fashion and at the most needed time. And this feels like a moment that if it, if this team goes on a late run, I will be pointing all of my fingers and toes and everything at this swing by Adoles Garcia as a moment that could have catalyzed, catalyzed this team and sent them on a hopeful hot streak starting with the series against the Houston Astros. Coming up, we're going to look at some news and notes and including some very important developments on the farm, some big, big promotions, and some very good injury updates. But first, let's word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health throughout the whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth within, from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And it works. A clinical stu- In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improved improvement in their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T- R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on MLB. That's neutrafold.com slash men promo code locked on MLB. Shout out to the Avengers for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, we'll be breaking down game one of this crucial series against Houston. The Rangers take on the Astros this week. You can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, the other part of this game... Uh, that I, I, I got to talk about. And even though Adoles Garcia's swing was the biggest swing of this game, he was also 0 for 4 with four strikeouts heading into that at bat. And the person who delivered all day completely was Mitchell freaking Garver. Have yourself a day against your former team doing damage this series, the last series, the series before that. Mitch Garver has just been absolutely the Rangers offensive savior that's DHing in this game he had a four for four day including a pair of home runs a three-run shot that gave the Rangers a three nothing lead in the bottom of the first inning and a solo shot just for good measure just because he can his 14th and 15th 15th home runs on the season this guy I mean this is exactly what the Rangers were trading for when they traded for him from the Minnesota Twins he was a guy with prodigious power who is but okay, defensive catcher, not not elite, but not terrible. And a guy who can just carry your offense for about a month at a time. And the Rangers have needed 
every single bit of his offense on the year. He's hitting 280 with an on base of 371, a 537 slugging percentage, a 908 OPS. 15 home runs in 246 plate appearances. This is this is what Mitch Garver does. This is just what he does when he gets hot. He goes absolutely nuclear. And even though he's not been the most healthy and consistent player, the Rangers have kept him healthy for the stretch run when they needed him most, when Jonah Heim went down and when Jonah Heim's bat had just completely evaporated out of thin air. Mitch Garver stepped up, and he stepped up in a huge way. While Adolis Garcia has been down for the count. I mean, Mitch Garver has stepped up and been absolutely ginormous for this team. And now it seems like things are going a little bit better for Jotunheim. Over his last seven games, he is hitting 292 with an on-base of 320, slugging 500, um, one walk, one homer, and seven RBIs in those last seven games. And by the way, positive news and note for Jonah Heim and his injury. He's swinging right-handed. He can bat from both sides yet again. No more lefty-on-lefty matchups for Jonah Heim. He is putting together some incredible play appearances as of late, looking like the all-star starting catcher that they had. And having having some offense from your catcher, from a guy who's a, a really great defense def, defensive catcher, is a huge bonus. But if you have two catchers that are both elite offensively, I mean, that's just a huge, huge bonus for you. And, oh, by the way, your fourth catcher or third, whatever you, whatever you rate Sam Huff as your uh, on your catcher depth chart, he had a massive, massive upper deck two-run shot um, in the, I believe it was the Saturday game for the Rangers. So, I mean, yeah, just, just a lot of depth from this catching group and a lot of offense coming up from this catching group. And Mitch Garver, even though Adoles Garcia just, again, had the biggest swing of the night. I still think it might be time for Mitch Garver to move up just a little bit in that lineup and uh, maybe we'll start to see a little bit more results. But we also got some positive injury updates from uh, Nathan Eovaldi who's feeling good uh, on Tuesday and he likely won't throw another a rehab start before he rejoins the team. Right now the Rangers starters for this series against Houston on Monday it is Andrew Heaney on Tuesday it is TBD and on Wednesday it is also TBD. So that was originally going to be Dane Dunning and then Max Scherzer in those Tuesday and Wednesday starts, but we will see where that is because Max Scherzer is coming off a fantastic outing where he threw 88 pitches and was pulled in a game where the Rangers bullpen yet again blew it uh, unsurprisingly. I mean, this bullpen is just, I have run out of things to say about this team in English. So I will start saying them in multiple languages. In Sp- this bullpen is very bad. In Spanish, este bullpen es muy malo. In French, cet enclue est très mauvais. In German, dieser bullpen ist sehr schlecht. In Dutch, dieser bullpen ist er schlecht. Italian, questo bullpen è pessimo. I have just looked up all of these things just so I can talk about this bullpen, have something new to say. Granted, it's the same thing, but it's in a new format in new languages. I went the extra mile for y'all. Yes, thank you, Google Translate, for helping me. And if those are are very wrong interpretations uh, of or translations, or if I absolutely botched the pronunciation, which seems likely, well... It's fitting with how this lead this leads are botched by 
holding leads is botched by this bullpen. Wow, and, and speaking English clearly isn't my isn't my forte either. Just absolutely struggling through it, like this bullpen has been struggling to hold leads in games. It is just so incredibly frustrating. As soon as it, it feels like those cartoons where you know the cartoon character is trying to plug leaks in a little hole, like or that that scene in I think it's episode eight of Star Wars where the droid is you know trying to plug little sparks that are you know, coming up in his X-Wing, like, all right, I'll, I'll plug this hole. Oh, there's a little spark over here. I got to go plug this. I got to go plug this, this, this. And every time you try and fix one thing, three more things break. That's what it feels like with this bullpen right now. But I do have to give a big shout out to a, a member of this bullpen in Cody Bradford, who came up with a huge scoreless inning, a perfect inning of work, actually in the top of the ninth inning to send this to the bottom of the ninth where Adolos Garcia finished it all off. Bradford has had some big moments for this team coming up in spot starts, in relief roles. I mean, his last two outings, he's been perfect in relief and had one strikeout in a perfect inning in the last two games. And both of them have been in clutch situations, including the, I believe it was the 10th inning that he pitched on Saturday and I mean, the Rangers had an ERA heading into the season in extra innings of, I believe, 7.2 heading into this series, which got worse because they lost and gave up uh, three runs in the top of the 10th inning on Saturday's game. Yes, I believe that was Saturday. It was Saturday's game um, where Jordan Montgomery had his first bad start for the Rangers. But still, shout out to Cody Bradford. Maybe it's his time to be the closer. Honestly, I don't know. Screw it. Maybe the guy who throws 90, maybe maybe this is the solution. I mean, I was hoping for the Ranger to get somebody hot in this bullpen, and maybe the answer is Cody Bradford. Maybe the answer is some other youngster, but there are some youngsters on this farm who have been absolutely crushing it and earning some very big promotions. We're going to talk about them and the implications of that coming up. But first, this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking to get in your chance for 100 times cash on your daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now, with studs like Acuna, Betts, Otani, and Corey Seager as well. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Sleeper over operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day on Wednesday's show. We'll be breaking down even more from this series against Houston. The Rangers take on the Astros. This week, you can catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, Max Scherzer had a fantastic game on Saturday. He left a little bit early. I was really curious that he left so early in that game and really frustrated him because of the game that the Rangers ended up losing. He threw six shutout innings, just one hit allowed, two walks, and seven strikeouts. It was absolutely dominating Minnesota's hitters and then in came the bullpen with Burke and Spores and they allowed a combined five runs and three home runs because of course they did in a game where the Rangers ended up losing five to one because the offense for some reason couldn't crack Joe Ryan or the rest of this twins bullpen incredibly frustrating but after the game everyone had the same question of Max Scherzer why did you not go out there for a seventh inning why why not? Why not? Well, he threw 88 pitches, and he was feeling a little bit of forearm tightness, but he was 
very insistent, very insistent that he was not hurt, is not hurt. But the question was, how long could he keep going and not and still be ready for his next start, which was scheduled to be on Wednesday? We'll see when that ends up being, if that is still Wednesday or if I don't know, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. Maybe we'll see a Nathan Evaldi start on Tuesday and then Dane Dunning piggyback off of that. Um, because Dane Dunning's had a couple of starts in the row. And then we still see Scherzer on normal rest. We get Scherzer versus Verlander on Wednesday against the Astros, which, oh boy, that will be a lot of fun if that ends up being the matchup. But I'm not too worried about Scherzer. He's a guy who knows his body. And I saw a few comments that were questioning Scherzer and his desire, which just felt kind of stupid honestly a guy who's been the big leagues for 16 years has multiple Cy Youngs is a surefire first bout Hall of Famer he knows his body more than anybody else and if the Rangers said all right we're not going to risk it for an extra inning um and you know have you not be healthy for your next start let alone the playoffs like we're we're just going to take things a little slowly a little precautionary and I think that is most definitely the right move even though they end up losing that game because I mean the Rangers didn't lose any ground in the division this weekend. They lost two out of three to the Twins, and of these three teams that are going for it in the AL West, well, they had the best showing, even though they blew two games. Um, well, the bullpen blew multiple games, and they nearly lost this third game on Sunday, if not for the magic and majesty of Adoles Garcia's walk-off home run. Um, but, you know, the, that team that the Rangers just took two out of three from in the Mets? Well, the Mariners lost two out of three against the Mets, and The Astros, playing on Sunday Night Baseball, lost all three to the other New York team. The New York Yankees, they were swept at home by the New York Yankees. The team that is coming to town, the team that felt like was unanimously picked to win the division by a bazillion games. That team is on a three-game losing streak to the New York freaking Yankees, who are not a very good baseball team this year. This team, as of this morning, had a 15% chance to win the AOS, according to um, baseball reference. 15 they're a game out. They have seven games against the Mariners, a team who they've dominated, and they have three games right now against the Astros, who they are in a technical virtual tie, but have one fewer loss, so they are ahead in the statistics that actually matter, the losses, um, the loss column at this point. So, I mean, coming off this this walk-off home run, this is the kind of thing that builds momentum and really kind of carries you into the future, but the future of this Rangers team even though the present has been kind of, it's been rough. It's been incredibly rough. The future is looking incredibly bright because the Rangers in the past week have promoted their three top prospects, each of them. They promoted um, their top prospect in my book, Evan Carter, from AA to AAA, where he has been absolutely raking in the first six games he's played, a 360 average and a bomb base of 448 because that's just the Evan Carter way. But they also announced a call-up of Sebastian Walcott, That was on Friday they announced it, and on Sunday he played his first game from the Arizona Complex League, not to low A, but all the way up to high A. The Hickory Crawdads are looking like they are going to make a playoff push. They are right now atop their division, so they are probably going to have a few more games than down east, low A, which I don't think that, uh, I don't think the Wood Ducks are going to make the playoffs, but still was a a solid start from Brock Porter. We'll probably talk about that more on Friday. And a Jerry Vargas, who is the other shortstop in the Arizona Complex League, who had a very, very good season. He was promoted to um, down east, um, low A, but I mean, the 17-year-old Sebastian Walcott 
going all the way up from Arizona Complex League, where he was 2.8 years younger than the average player, to Hickory, where he is 5.2 years younger than the average player at that league. And he went one for four with a walk and a double. Uh, the double came on a two-strike 0-2 pitch that he doubled into, I believe, left field. Incredible. Incredible first game for him. Incredible sign for the Rangers to have this level of confidence in this kid. I mean, this is these are the kind of things you look for when you're evaluating prospects a little bit more than just stat line scouting of, oh, oh, holy crap, this is this guy's first year of professional baseball, and he is already in high A as a person who cannot legally, is not of legal voting age. Like, that's bonkers. That is absolutely bonkers sign of confidence in this kid. I mean, I was I was impressed that uh, Cam Colley was called up to high A at age 20. And, I mean, I still am. I mean, actually, I think he's he might be 19 years old. But doing that at 17, yeah, he, he just turned 20, I believe, this season. So still impressive stuff for Cam Colley. But doing it at age 17 is absolutely bonkers and I thought okay well White Langford has been absolutely crushing it and, and on Sunday it was announced that he is being called up to double A Frisco after 24 games in Hickory where he proved apparently everything that he needed to in those 24 games had 106 plate appearances had five home runs two triples eight doubles slash line of 333 453 644 a 1097 OPS which is um, about a 100-ish, 180 points lower than his Arizona Complex League numbers in those three games where he had a 1275 OPS. I mean, the guy has just absolutely annihilated every pitcher that he's seen. Also, 18 walks, 18 strikeouts, and seven stolen bases without being caught stealing. Just truly bananas numbers for this kid who is 21 years old already. He was a year and a half or 1.2 years younger than the average Hickory player. You kind of knew he was going to breeze through those lower levels a little bit quickly, but just 24 games. I mean, he's already played 64 games with Florida this year and 303 plate appearances there. And he absolutely crushed it, went all the way to Omaha, all the way to the College World Series, where his team ended up losing to the LSU Tigers. But still, or, yeah, I don't think they went to the finals, actually. It was, yes, no. Yes, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. He played 64 games with Florida this year and has played 27 games of professional baseball so far and absolutely annihilated his competition. This is another huge sign, a huge feather in the cap of Wyatt Langford. We knew he was a very, very polished hitter. One of the most polished hitters that we see coming out of the draft in the last few years. I mean, Dylan Cruz was a little bit more polished than him, but the ceiling on him offensively is as high as anybody. I mean, he is projected to maybe be the number one overall pick in this draft, if not for Paul Skeens being an absolute legend and, you know, sitting freaking 102 in the College World Series and for, I mean, just absolutely dominating in Omaha and, and all season long and Dylan Cruz being an incredibly polished hitter. But, I mean, Dylan Cruz's ceiling offensively is not as high as Wyatt Langford. And the fact that he fell to the Rangers with the number four pick. The fact that the Rangers got to jump up all the way to the number four pick, even though they had the seventh worst record, the first year of the lottery. This is going to be a move that we look back on years later, I'm pretty sure, and say, wow, that is a huge, huge break that the Rangers caught. Being able to move up in this clear five-player draft from the seventh pick to the fourth pick and be able to get a guy like Wyatt Langford. I am so excited to see him in double-A. I think he's going to do fairly well, but if he gets a little bit lit up by double-A pitching, 
I'm not going to freak out too much about it because he has had a long year. The fact that he has already breezed through to double A is a big, big sign of the confidence the Raiders have in him. I mean, having your three top prospects all promoted in big jumps for them. I mean, Sebastian Walcott all the way up to high A is huge. Evan Carter being in double A. We'll see if he gets a promotion to the big leagues this year. I am still on the fence about it. I think it's about 50-50 that it happens in terms of Evan Carter coming to the big leagues this year. I mean, don't expect White Langford to be in the big leagues this year. Like, let, let's let's pump our brakes on that. It's a very, very exciting, very positive developments for Sebastian Walcott and for Wyatt Langford and for Evan Carter as well. And also some positive developments for Jack Leiter, who threw three innings, three and a third innings, had, I believe, seven strikeouts in his game on Sunday, his second game since coming off, coming back off the development list and only one walk. So he has pitched six and a third innings with just one walk. Yeah. And the fastball looked nasty. He was getting chases out of the zone, uh, getting a lot of chases with that fastball, getting uh, just much more in command of the strike zone. Didn't look like he was missing glove side all the time with his fastball, which has been his entire problem since he came to double A. I mean, starting his career at double A was an aggressive assignment, but the Rangers still have faith in him. Faith in him. They have said that the fixes he needs to make are just mechanical. The stuff is still there. I mean, his velocity hasn't just dried up like Owen White's, um, which I don't even really want to talk about Owen White right now or most any of the other pitchers um, in this system because it has been mostly a really bad year. But having having Jack Leiter come back and look this good and do these things and have these positive momentum building starts to end the year on is a hugely positive development for him just to get that in his psyche of, yeah, I can still do this. I'm still a bad dude with some bad stuff who can really make some hitters look foolish and could absolutely still be very much worth that number two overall pick that the Rangers used to take him a couple years back. It's still been a very up and down road for Jack Leiter. But remember, prospects take time. This Rangers team is on the rise and the future looks incredibly bright as does the present after that walk-off home run. Let's see what the Rangers can do in this series against the Astros. It is going to be some incredibly fun baseball. The last time these two teams played, the Rangers had that big grand slam by Adolis Garcia. These two teams don't like each other. It is going to be contentious race down to the wire, and I am looking forward to every single second of it because it is much better than watching your team right off into the sunset of another losing season. This team is not going to have a losing season. They are going to have a winning season and hopefully play some playoff baseball. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of stress, and we'll be there every single day. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, don't forget to enjoy Playoff Chase Texas Rangers Baseball.